So glad, if you're watching online today, so glad, thank you for joining us. We're so glad that you have taken time to watch this service. If you're ever in our area, we tell you stop in, be our guest. It's one thing to watch online, but it's on a whole nother level to be in the house. Come in, be our guest. We would love to meet you. This last Sunday, we started a new series, which is our word for the year. The word is renew. Everybody say renew. We want God to renew our vision this year. We want God to renew in you this year. What does it mean to renew? It means to make like new, to restore, refresh, rejuvenate, to renovate. So we're praying this year that God will restore into your life the things the enemy has stolen from you, the things the enemy has done in your life because you have been faithful and haven't given up. We're declaring that God is going to renew in your life. God's going to renew your vision. God's going to renew your ministry. God's going to renew your marriage. God's going to renew your mind. God's going to renew your health. God's going to renew your finances. Come on now. Do you believe that? And do you want God to renew, say, yes, Lord. We want God to renew in us. It was Helen Keller who said, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. Do you have vision today? If you don't, you're in the right spot. Because we've been talking about last week and again this week, we're talking about how God renews our vision. Vision is important. It was the Proverbs who said in 29:18, where there is no vision, the people perish. They die. What are you saying, pastor? I mean, if you ain't got a vision for your life, you've already got one foot in the grave. It has nothing to do with your age. It has all to do with your purpose. Do you have a vision for your life? Do you have a God-given vision for your life? Listen, your vision is great. Your vision will bring temporary fulfillment. But when you get a God-given vision, it will bring purpose in your life. It will bring fulfillment in your life. It will bring joy in your life. It will bring peace in your life. Do you have a God-given vision today? We need it today. It's what brings life and produces life. Renewed vision renews purpose. Some of you felt like you've lost your purpose in life. Some of you feel like you've lost your purpose for serving God, what God wants to do in the future, but I'm here to, to say over you and declare over you that God is going to renew that vision this year, that God is renewing you. Today, I want you to get this and believe it. Now, if you give me a houseplant, you have given that houseplant a sentence of death. You want your houseplant to die? Give it to me. Have you ever bought a house plant with a vision? You see this green thing in the store, and you're like, you know what? I can take this home, I can water it, I can nurture it, I can grow it. It's gonna overtake this whole greenery, it's gonna overtake my desk or overtake my, my table. It's gonna blossom, it's gonna grow, it's gonna have ivy limbs coming down and flow. I'm going to get my hot cup of coffee, my, my Bible out, and I'm going to take great Instagram posts, me and my greenery and my cup of coffee and God's word. It's going to be so cool. It's going to look so good. You had this whole vision about this plant only to set it down on the table and forget to water it, forget to take it to the sunlight, and pretty soon it's died. 
You didn't have the green thumb, did you? you? Why? Because you lost your vision for the plant. See, when you lose a vision, your life's dying. When you lose a vision for your life, your life is dying. Some of you need more energy, you need more vision. Some of you need more purpose, you need more vision. You need more vision in your life. When you don't have a vision for your life, your life ends up dying. Look at this statement. When I don't have vision for my life, I will be detoured by every distraction. See, when you don't have vision, everybody else will pull at you and distract you, and what you think is important doesn't get your attention because everybody else is getting your attention. The things that God is calling in your life, if you don't get a God-given vision, you'll run after and waste your time walking in circles. You're putting out a lot of energy, but you're not seeing a lot of produce in your life because everybody else is calling your vision. Everybody else is manipulating your time. Everybody else is telling you how you got to spend your life instead of you saying, no, I've got tunnel vision on where God is taking me and my family. I have got a vision, a God-given vision. I know what that is is that gets the first fruits of my life. My God-given vision gets the first of my mind, the first of my thoughts, the first of my income, the first of my time, the first of my heart. It belongs to the Lord. And so it gets the first because I've got a God-given vision and I don't get distracted. Everything else gets the leftovers. But even as Christians, let's be honest today, we're really good about being distracted by everybody else and only bringing God our leftovers. But I'm telling you, when you get a God-given vision, you'll say, God, this is where you're taking me, God. This is where you're leading me, God. This is the purpose, my destiny. And you'll walk in that, and everything else can get your leftovers, all right? Turn to your neighbor and say, it's going to be good today. All right. See, when someone has a clear vision, they can't be detoured. When we first started Destiny Church, we had a clear vision. We had a clear vision to win the lost. We had a clear vision to love people. We had a clear vision to restore people. We, wanna, we had a clear vision to see people healed. We had a clear vision to see things done that make an eternal difference, such as feeding 100,000 meals for people that will never come through these doors. Children who are starving. We're making the eternal difference. Things that will never happen until we get to heaven. They say, thank you for giving up your one-day offering because you made a big difference in our life. Thank you that you loved me when other churches or other people didn't love me. You opened your doors and you brought me in and you loved me when I was unlovable. Thank you that you showed me grace that when I blew it, that you were there to show me love and grace. Thank you that you helped restore my marriage. Thank you you helped restore my life. We had a vision, and I, I couldn't let people try to distract me. I had a lot of good people with good intentions try to tell me how to do the church God was calling us to have. And if I would listen to them, we wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be here today. I'd have already burned out, but because I knew what God was calling me to do. I knew the vision God was calling me is allowed us to walk where we are today. Acts 2.17, look what it says. In the last days, just so you know, that's the days we're living in. God says, I will pour out my spirit onto all people. Let's say it together. I will pour out my spirit on who? All people. One more time, as loud as you can. All people. He says, your sons 
and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Today I want you to know Destiny Church is a church for all people. We are an all people church. What's that mean? We are going to reach all generations. We're going to reach all social classes. We're going to reach all different races of people. We're going to reach all different incomes of people. We're a church that we believe God has called us to reach all people. We're going to be a church. Why? Because that's where he's pouring out his spirit into all people. I remember, man, today that we look around and tomorrow we're going to celebrate Dr. King's birthday. As a nation, it's Dr. King's birthday. Some of you are getting the day off, and you're happy? But I want you to know he paid the price to lead the nation through a hard, difficult time. And I want you to know that Sunday is not the most segregated day of the week. We need to make sure Sunday becomes the most integrated day of the week. We need a church with people who are white, brown, black, yellow, orange. You don't make a difference. The church is for all people. Well, pastor, I just want to worship with people like me. Well, you're going to hate heaven. You ain't, you ain't going to like heaven. Come on now. Some of you can't even clap on rhythm. Thank God we got some people in here that can move on rhythm. Amen. All right. Mm-hmm. Come on now. We're a church for all people. I love it that we have a church that all people can come. I love it. You see, when the Spirit of the Lord is poured out, something's going to happen. He says, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. He says, your sons and your daughters. Young women, hear me today. This promise is for you. It's just not for the men of the house or the young men of the house. But we got young daughters who are going to prophesy. We got young daughters who are going to teach and preach. We got young daughters who are going to lead and lead well. Come on now. We believe. We have a vision that our daughters and our sons will prophesy. It says your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. Just so you know, I'm seeing a lot of visions. And I'm going to keep it that way. When I, when I have vision, it keeps me young. Vision keeps me going. It gives me purpose. When my dreams help match my vision, I know I'm on the backside, okay? So right now, your pastor is seeing a lot of vision. See, one of the results, listen, one, one of the results of the Holy Spirit being poured out into your life is that what? We read it right here. It says that people receive a vision from God. The reason why God's pouring out his Holy Spirit in your life is just not so you can speak in a heavenly tongue. It's just not so you have power to pray for people, but he also gives you the power of the Holy Spirit so that you can see a God-given vision for your life. He expects us all to have a God-given vision. I don't know what the, that's right, you don't, but God does. And when you allow the Holy Spirit to rule your life and to lead your life, he will begin to give you a God-given vision. So how do we do this? How do, how do we renew our vision? How do we walk in this vision that God has for our life? Write this down. You're taking notes. I'm proud of you. Come on, keep it up. We're taking notes. Vision is restricted by sin. The reason many of us can't see the vision for God for our life is because we allow sin to taint our vision. Come on now. 
we, we have sin in our life and it taints my vision. I don't know why I can't see God. I don't know why I can't see a vision from God. I don't know why I don't hear from God. I don't know why God is talking to them and not talking to me. I don't know why God is leading them and won't lead me. Could it be that we've allowed sin to dominate our life? Now, I understand something here. I want you to understand this, that we believe that God's grace covers all of our sins. Jesus is not coming and getting back on the cross. He's already died for my past sins and for my present sins and the sins in the future. He's already died for them. But listen, just because God's grace is big in my life doesn't mean I go out and just live how I want to. Too many Christians I know live under the grace message and then they never try to repent for the things that they know doesn't please the Lord. Instead, they go, well, it's under grace. I'll just live how I want to. That's partially true. But listen, when God comes in and shows you how big his grace is, how big his mercy is, the first thing I think about is what I can get by with, I've missed it. When I understand how big God's love, his grace, and his mercy for my life is, it makes me want to turn from the person I used to be because that person sent my Savior to the cross. That person made the Savior give up his life for me. And because he paid the debt that I could never pay back, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to walk away from sin the best I can. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. None of us are perfect. We're all going to have to deal with sin in our life. But listen, sin should not be dominating day after day after day. Should not dominate the believer. You've been given authority over temptation in your life. You've been given authority over addiction in your life. You've been given authority over the things of the earth. Come on now. I, I want you to say, you know what? This is why we came in last Wednesday night in our prayer and we knelt down before I asked the church and we knelt down before the Lord and we cried out, Lord, have mercy on us. God, have mercy on us. Forgive us. Lord, we have sinned before you. God, we have things in our life that we allow to come in and dominate us. Sin that we've gotten really comfortable with that we know doesn't please the heart of God. And so we ask God to forgive us of that. We called out those things. God will not heal what I will not reveal. And so I've got to reveal to God, I know there's areas in my life I must repent of and continually to walk away from. So as I do that, that helps me walk in the vision God has for me. You know, the more I focus on grace and mercy, the more I see God's love at work in my life. Look at Romans 8, 5. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live according with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. So this is why 21 days of saying, God, we are seeking after the Spirit of God. We are surrendering to the Spirit of God. We're coming back and laying down our flesh, what our flesh wants to do. And we're saying, God, we're renewing our mind on Christ. We're renewing our mind on the Holy Spirit. We're renewing our mind on what the Father wants to do in our life. We are saying, God, change the way we think, change the way we see, change the vision for our life. Listen, when I can't, look at this, when I can't see what's next, I need to make sure I was obedient in what came last. I don't know why God's not telling me anything new. 
Could it be that you haven't done the small things he's told you to do now, but we're waiting for God to give us the big picture and we won't even do the small picture he's telling you week in and week out to do. We won't even change the small things. I won't even hold my tongue. I, I still talk the way I used to talk. I still gossip about people behind their back. I, I still lust in my heart really bad. And God's dealing with me about changing some things. And I won't even do the small things. And I wonder why God's not telling me anything different. Maybe you've been here before. You've heard me tell the story of the time I was several years ago. I was working out at the gym and I had a guy who was, didn't go to church here. And he came to me, man, he was going through a lot of hard things in his life. And so he would follow me around the gym, whatever I was working out and just tell me his problems. And I, I'd stop and I, I would give him great advice, great spiritual advice on things he can do, steps he could do to bring healing to his life, to bring change to his life. And I would bring, and week after week, I was doing this week after week and month after month. Finally, he hadn't done one thing. I told him, you know what I did? I started making sure my earphones were in really loud and I had to move on. I was like, dude, I'm sorry. I'm working out. Why? Because you wasn't even doing one thing. I'm spending hours telling you what you can do to change the problem and you won't put one effort into doing not even one thing I've asked you to do. Don't waste my time. When you can do at least one or two of those things, come back and I'll give you some more. I wonder how much God looks at it that way. I would tell you more, but you haven't even done the one thing I've asked you to do. You won't even take time to read what I told you to do. You won't even take time to read the verse of the day on the Bible app that comes to you, text to you. And yet you want me to, to, listen, when I do this, it allows me, when I'm obedient in the small, it opens up the bigger picture in my life. Why would God reveal something new when I haven't done what he's already asked me to do. And number two, we realize vision, it's hindered by sin, but it also is renewed by Christ. The closer I get to Jesus, the more I get of Jesus, the more I study Jesus, the more I worship Jesus, the more I'm in the presence of the Holy Spirit. The closer I get to the Lord, the more my vision is healed and renewed. Vision is restricted by sin, but is restored by Christ. I got news for you today. If you're here visiting, let me tell you this one thing, that you can't heal yourself. You don't have the power to heal yourself. You can get all the great self-help books you want. You can go read and sign up for classes online, but you cannot self-heal. You will never find total purpose in your life until you allow Jesus to come in and be Lord of your life. The closer I get to Jesus, the more healing I can walk in. The more my life is renewed, the more I can see beyond my pain. I can see beyond the valley I'm walking through now. I can see a new day. Hope is restored. Peace is restored. Come on now. Look at your neighbor and say, God is at work. God is at work in your life, but you can't heal yourself. Last week, we read the story of blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus couldn't heal himself. He knew he needed Jesus. And when he heard Jesus was close by, he shouted out, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He let the praises go out. He, he called out. Why? Because he knew he couldn't heal himself. He knew only Jesus could change his life. Today, I'm telling you, the only way to get vision back in your life, the only way to get purpose in your life is to get close to Jesus. That's why 21 days is important. 
saying, God, I'm getting back where I need to be so I can see a vision of where you're taking me, my family this year. This is such an important part. God, look at this, a God-sized vision for your life starts with a God-sized encounter in your life. You want to have a God-sized vision? Then you got to, it starts, first of all, with a God-sized encounter in your life. All the God-sized vision I've ever had for my life started with a God-sized encounter. I can look back, and I'm in God's presence every week, and I understand that. But there's certain times when God's presence was so overwhelming in my life, I had a God encounter, and it forever changed the vision of my life. It forever changed the purpose of my life. It forever changed where I was going in my life. I remember as a young man right out of high school, I was in a service with several hundred people there, and nobody was standing up. Nobody was worshiping. And somebody was singing a song. And I felt the Holy Spirit tell me, Gene, stand up and lift up your hands. Time out. I don't do that. I mean, if everybody's doing it, you might get a courtesy. Hallelujah. You know, that, that courtesy praise when you're just trying to learn how to worship your Lord. Lord, Hallelujah. I'm not going to lift them too high. I don't want friends to see and think I'm crazy. So I just get a little bit of praise. But you go out 30 below and go, oh, oh, oh. But I don't want to act crazy. So, you know, uh, hallelujah. You know I'm telling the truth, right? We, we do that. And so I was there. I was me. And I just felt this overwhelming urge that God told me to stand up. And I remember standing up in that song. And I closed my eyes and I lifted my hands before the Lord. And when I did, it felt like the clouds of heaven opened up and the sun shined down one beam and was hitting me and God's presence overtook my life that night. And I can't tell you what went on around me, but for, for several, several minutes, I stood there in the presence of the Lord, tears flowing down my face. And when I got done, I said, yes, Lord, whatever you want for my life, I will do it. God, I'll look for you. God, I'll follow your call on my life. God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. And that day I had a God encounter and it changed my life. You see, God, big vision changes when you have a God-sized encounter in your life. I remember before we started Destiny Church as a young minister that I God had given me a vision. And me and a good friend of mine, Pastor Aldaye, which you guys know, who's one of our missionaries, the church planners that we support here in Brazil when they come into town. And he and I were in town before he started his church in Manaus. And before we started Destiny Church, I drove around and I cast a vision of what God had given me for this city and for our church. And he gave me his vision. I said, Aldi, I want to have a church where the worship is so powerful that when people walk in, they're getting healed. When people walk in, we had people doing that. We had people walking in, receiving healing. We had somebody who came in on crutches, who came in on a wheelchair. We've had people walk in with canes. People walk in and are being healed. Even in the middle of worship, they're receiving their healing. I want people who are filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, even in the middle of worship. I want people running to the altar to say, I want more of God in my life. I want all this. I want this to happen. I want God's presence to be so strong. I want to reach people that other churches aren't reaching. I want to reach people that are unique. I want to reach people with the presence of God. I remember sharing and, and he and I cried together and he shared his vision and we prayed over each other. I mean, God was so powerful that day. I'll never forget it. Never forget it. it was God moved that day. I had a God encounter. It helped me see God's vision for my life. You got to have a God encounter if you want to have a God sized vision. Ephesians 1.18, look what it says. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be opened 
in order that you may know the hope which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. That's what I'm praying. God, during these 21 days, I want the eyes, eyes of my heart to be open. I'm praying that over you, God, that the eyes of our heart be open to you, that we will see the vision you have for our life. Number three, vision has purpose. You've got to understand that vision has a purpose. Blind Bartimaeus was healed for a purpose. God healed his sight for a purpose. What was the purpose? Look at verse 43 of Luke 18. Let's read it again as we did last week. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. And when all the people, there's that word again, all people, when all the people saw it, they also praised God. God healed blind Bartimaeus. God renewed his sight for a reason so that God would be honored, so that God would be praised, and that all people would see Jesus lifted up. Come on now, we're not here to lift up me. We're not here to lift up a band member. We're not here to lift up anybody. Our church exists to lift up Jesus Christ. We will lift up Jesus to this city. Come on, we're going to lift up the cross of Jesus. If you believe that, shout out amen. So that others could see the healing power that only God can radically change your life. See, godly vision always involves pursuing Jesus, praising Jesus, and proclaiming Jesus. Godly vision always involves pursuing Jesus, praising Jesus, and proclaiming Jesus. How do I know if my vision's from God? Does it take you to pursue God more? Does it cause you to praise God more? Does it allow you to proclaim God's goodness more? And the last thing here, vision gives pain to our purpose. Vision gives pain a purpose. It does. I know when we're going through pain, it's hard to see past your pain. But when you have vision, you understand that this is not the final say-so. The pain of the valley is only leading me to the next mountaintop in Jesus. That the sun will rise again and he will dry up every tear and he'll allow the joy to be restored in my life. I've got to understand that vision gives my pain a purpose. That I will go through this pain so that others will know the faithfulness of my God. I'm going to walk through my healing because God's going to see that God can heal my body. I'm going to walk through this hard time and it gives me a vision of going through my hard season knowing that all praise is going to go to God. It gives my pain a purpose. No pain, no what? Come on now. No pain, no vision gives pain a purpose. No pain, no gain. No struggle, no victory. No test, no testimony. No faith, no miracle. Bartimaeus, come to me. Sure, Jesus, ask the blind man to walk over to you. You had to use faith. No faith, no healing, no faith, no renewed vision. Today, I'm going to give you one last quick story as we close out. Mark chapter 8 is another story when Jesus healed another blind man. And in this story, it says that Jesus touched him. And when the man opened his eyes, he says that, he says, I can see people and they're like trees. Couldn't see clearly, but it looked like trees walking around. Which tells us one thing. This man had obviously seen before. For him to know what trees look like and to say they look like trees, even though he couldn't clearly see, 
He could remember what he once saw, and he was able to remember, hey, they look kind of like trees once did. So for this man to be blind, that means he could once see, but he had lost his sight. And then I love this man, even though he had lost his vision, look at the end of the story in Mark 8, 25, and it says, once more, let's say it together, once more, one more time, once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were open, his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. And that's my prayer today. I want you to know you may have lost your vision. You may have lost sight. You may have lost hope. You may have lost your peace. But I'm here to tell you once more, God wants to touch you again. Once more, God wants to touch your vision again. Once more, God wants to touch your life again. Once more, once more, once more, once more. We serve a once more God. We serve a God that once more, he wants to renew it once more. He wants to restore once more. He wants to heal once more. He wants you to use your gifts once more. He wants to give you vision once more. Once more, he wants to give into your life. Jesus wants to touch your vision again. He wants to renew your vision. Not just mercury was kind of cloudy, you know. No, he wants to restore, renew, to be made as new. Your vision as you stand up today. How many say, Pastor, I'm praying that God will renew my vision this year? Come on, raise your hand. That's you. God speaking to you. Say, I, I want it. I want God to touch me once more again. Come on, if you're raising your hand, I want you to join me at the very front right now. I want to pray for you. Step out of your seat by faith and say, God, I'm going to re- walk in this once more anointing that's being passed out today. God is going to touch you once again. God is going to renew you once again. Come on, get out. If you want more of God, come out now. Come on. Church, this is the time right now. Make your way. Spread around the front. Make room for those that are coming to the front. Press in. Spread out. Come on, spread out around them right there. Come on, make room. There's more room over here to my left right here, guys. As you come down the aisle. Mm, mm. Once again, once again, once again, I want you to raise your hands right now. I'm going to pray for you, and then we're going to go back into worship. Some of our staff, some of our prayer partners, some of our leadership, they're going to lay hands on you as well. We're going to pray that God would touch you once again. Father, right now, I pray that, Father, you begin to heal and touch eyes once again. Touch our spirit once again. God, allow your Holy Spirit to be poured out once again. God, touch our vision once again. God, touch our life once again. Right now, I release the once again Spirit of God right now. Touch them right now in Jesus' name. Say, God, I want you to touch me once again. Come on, tell them, God, I want you to touch me once again as we cry out to the Lord. Come on.